And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. And call it faithful unto death. If you want a higher uh, dimension of the message, I'm going to give you a Greek word. When we were at school, there was standard grade and higher grade. I don't know today they don't do that anymore. Is it still like that? They've just changed pure maths to math literacy. But what they're actually saying, if you do math literacy, you're on standard grade. And if you do math pure, you're on higher grade. Don't put up your hands what math you did because we don't want to be embarrassing anybody here today. Some just finish sums. In primary school, we do sums. Somaya. And in the Greek, I want to use a word called scandalon. Scandalon. It's a Greek word of the word offense. Scandalon. The evils of scandalon. Is it a good, is it a powerful title for a message The Evils of Scandalon If you're here for the first time you must put a smile on your face, okay? Despite we that are sad because we lost a member the joy is that our member is with the Lord Amen Hallelujah Praise the Lord Now turn to Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 If you please, Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 The Bible says, For none of those things which thou shalt suffer, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Hallelujah. Let me read it again, the last part. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness is very big to God. Do you know that? Faithfulness is not common in the world, but to God, it's a big thing. The Bible says that when you enter into heaven, The first line you will hear is, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, Good and faithful. 
The world today does not like the term faithful. They don't, don't like people to be constant. They don't like people to be the same. You can walk anywhere. You see on a lamp pole, on an electric box, stickers that say if you want a divorce, just quickly call this number. It's easy. It's done quickly. Nobody believes easily in faithfulness unto death. But the word faithful means to be loyal, which our sister was, constant, unwavering, and unchanging. Amen? And I think the play also has a lot to do with what we are. I didn't know they were going to do this play of Delilah and Samson, but it has a lot to do with this morning's sermon. Amen. Be therefore loyal. Be constant. Be the same. Be unwavering and unchanging until your death. I buried a few people in this church that stayed here till they died. Not many. And I'm not surprised because if you study human nature, you see it's very close to satanic nature. Satan couldn't stay long in heaven. And he moved on. So I pray that you will stay faithful unto death. And you'll see the type of send-off we give you because it is, it is, as you are welcomed in heaven with joy and trumpets, we also send you off with joy and trumpets. Are you with me? It's a command of Jesus Christ to be faithful. It's a command. Jesus does not believe in short-term commitments. Please listen to me. He expects faithfulness unto death. Those are the standards of Jesus Christ. Amen? And it is important that you believe them and you also practice them. To be faithful unto death is also how to be a family. Hallelujah. When they came to tell Jesus, your mother and your father is out, your mother and your brothers are outside, sorry. He said, no, who is my mother and my brothers? He said, they that now do the will of God, they you listen to me, they you follow me. This is my new family. Those who are faithful to me, they are my family. Amen. So, people can say a lot of things about a church that's faithful and teach about loyalty. They will criticize it. They will say, this is like, if you leave here, then they throw you away. <laughs> but they don't understand how the church has become a family. They don't understand why the followers of the church are faithful unto death. They say this is a cult. No one can leave a church, this church. But the truth is, no one really leaves a family. 
Sonia was a Zedebuk. Although she married a Zedebuk, she'll say, Blay. Die Zedebuk is here for Ochen. Because you can't leave the family. You cannot leave the family. So when we talk about the church, Jesus said, this is not my family, this is my family. And we don't easily leave. We're not a cult, man. We are family. And I can see pa. Sometimes I buy lollipops for my members. Sometimes I beat them and they naughty. But they don't leave and say I'm not coming back. No, we are family. And if we see the church as a family, we really have the biblical idea of church. The church is not a democracy. No. Where people vote in and out. God sits in the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. People don't select and elect. God sits. Praise the Lord. It is difficult to leave your family. And it's difficult to leave a church that has become a family. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness unto death is also like the natural covenant of marriage. Amen. Ephesians 5.31 a man shall leave his father and mother and they shall be joined to his wife and they shall be one flesh. It is expected when you get married that you will stay till death parts you. And the sister who passed also stayed faithful till death parted her and her husband. Amen. And then lastly, to be faithful unto death is the command of ministry. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Matthew 28 verse 20 to the disciples, they must go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, 20. Then he said, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you, for I am with you always to the end. He didn't say, Peter and, 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 and John, when you preach, preach for five years. And I'll be with you for five years. He said, I'll be with you to the end. Faithful till you die. I will be faithful to you and I'll be with you till you die. Hallelujah. Faithfulness must be your goal. Amen. Faithfulness must be your goal. May you not be found in one of the books we study here. Those who leave you. Those who forget. Those who pretend. Those who are proud. Those who are ignorant. Those who accuse you. But may you be faithful unto death. And may this be your goal in Jesus' name. Amen. Now the question is, why can't people stay faithful, Pastor? 
And that's the question I want to address this morning. Why? Why can't people stay faithful? Why is it so hard? Because people are faithful only for short periods. That's the natural thing in life. I've noticed this as a pastor. You can look at your old, photograph, old photographs. You see people, people, people. And then there's not, there's not, sometimes there's not a good reason. It's just that it's very hard for the human nature to stay till the very end. Mm? Human beings find it very difficult to stay faithful for long periods. And then the Bible says in Proverbs 20 verse 6, a very beautiful scripture, it says, Most men will brag about themselves, but a faithful man who can find. God is speaking through Solomon and he says, Most men will proclaim their own goodness. Allah say, Allah they say they're faithful. They say they're good. They say they did. They never want to accept any excuse for anything that went wrong, any blame. No, 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 no. We are good people. It's the pastor that was wrong, the pastor that did this, and the pastor that did this. But the question is, a faithful man who can find. God knew that this will be a very hard and that's why he asked this question. A pertinent question. Hallelujah. God knows there are few people who are faithful people. And God even knows there are few people that will be faithful unto death. You can only be faithful unto death if you yourself are a faithful person. And a faithful man. Are you hearing me? And you will become one of the faithful men in the name of Jesus. One of the faithful women in the name of Jesus in this church. And you will maintain your loyalty to the very end like Sonia did us. Sonia van der Jever. To the very end. Hallelujah. To be faithful unto death is to run well until you die. Amen? It means to be the same until you die. Now I want to talk about scandalon. The message for today. That was just an introduction. Are you still here? Galatians 5 verse 7. Galatians 5 verse 7. Listen to this beautiful scripture. You did run well. Who then did hinder you from obeying the truth? Maybe we can put it in another version also and see. You were running the race so well. I'm talking to you. And you that are here and find this to be a, a good and exciting place, listen carefully to my message today. And, and, and if you can record it, keep it, because there's a scandal on waiting for you. I'll tell you now what a scandal on is. 
But I pray by God's grace, you'll have the ability to dodge the scandal on. Amen. I first want to show you this, that you are here, you are running this race. You have run well. Amen. Come to church regularly, sing with the worship team, pray, clap hands, dance. Hey! Attend Seattle group. You are doing well. You were, you were running so well. Who now has held you back from following the truth? Say mercy. Many people run a race and get to a place where they suddenly fall and they crash to the ground. Sometimes you think this, per this person, this person will never fall. You cannot tell by a man's face or by a lady's face. Ladies are more difficult to tell than men because they're covered with makeup. So behind the makeup, there's another face. But you can look sweet and beautiful. And you can say nice things like Delilah said to Samson. But who can tell? If you will run the race to the very end, nobody can tell. You can suddenly fall or you can crash. Now the word scandalon comes from Matthew 18.7 when the Bible says, Woe unto the world because of offenses. Now the Greek word is scandalon. Woe unto the world because there are offenses. All right? Matthew 18, 7. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it is important, what it needs be, that offenses will come, but woe unto the man by whom the offense will come. So the word offense in the Greek is scandalon. Everybody say scandalon. I think it's where we get the African scandal. <laughs> or English scandal. Are you with me? Now, what is it really? The scandalon are little evil sticks that have been put in your pathway to trip you. You are running a race, but on the journey, there are scandalons, sticks placed in the way to trip you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say scandalon. If you go home today, they ask you, what did your pastor preach? You say, scandalon. They won't ask you any more questions. <laughs> it is the word for offenses. In, in your way, there will be offenses. Uh -huh. On the road, there will be offenses. You must run and jump over the offenses. Are you with me? You must jump over it. But most people trip by one of the scandalons. And they don't finish the race. There's the, there's the, there's the winning race. The, 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 the end pal as he do it. The end pal as he do it, as he graf. You are running to there. 
but you couldn't make it and you, you fell. You fell on the wayside. But if you cross that finish line without falling, you have been faithful unto death. Are you listening? A scandalon is something that will disturb you. It will upset you and unsettle you or maybe even confuse you. And that confusion might cause the end of your running. When COVID-19 came, I preached a long series on confusion because everybody was confused. All YouTube watchers and everyone was confused. And most some people are not here anymore because a scandal on a strip them. Offenses, let me give it to you. What will make you trip? Things that will disturb you, upset you, unsettle you, and confuse you. Maybe you should have been connected at a certain place, but something confused you, unsettled you, disturbed you. Maybe you didn't like the dances. Maybe you didn't like the way the pastor spoke to you. Maybe you didn't like the way your cell group leader came to address you. And you might think you have the right to do and to respond the way you do. You didn't know it's a scandal on that the enemy places in everybody's way to prevent you from reaching the finish line. You run well. Who then has now hindered you? What has hindered you from finishing the race? The Apostle Paul said, I have finished my race. I have run my course. Now I'm entering into this place where there's a crown of righteousness that awaits me because I've stayed faithful to the very end. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Jesus said the scandal must come. In other words, you can't escape it. I want you to picture with me for a minute. You're coming around the bend in the 100 meter. Maybe you never ran, but you watched it when you were singing from the, the, the pavilion. But he come also VP. He come on. If you're not from Western Province, you won't know what we were singing about. But these were the things we said. You remember? I don't know if you saw somebody fall on the wayside, but it would have been a good picture for you to see somebody not making the finish line. We had athletics some years ago, and somebody on stage, I can't say who he is, he still owes the track two laps because he couldn't finish. He fell over a scandalon. So every time we have athletics, we say he cannot participate because he owes from last year two laps on the track. Jesus said the scandalons will come, offenses will come, but you must be careful to escape it. Amen? There will be an occasion for you to fall. Sandy, as much as you're in love with BMI, the church, your pastor, you say nice things. Listen, this is the way of life. The devil is placing in your road a scandalon. 
some offense that will come to you. But you must jump over it. You must jump over it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. An occasion for you to fall will come. Did you know that, Jevin? An occasion for you to fall will come. Nobody is exempt from it in this church. Nobody. We can be. Oh, some people think when, because they are older now, alles verby al die probleme van die lewe. So they won't, they won't think foolish anymore. You underestimate the power of the devil. The power to deceive you. The power to confuse you. I know people that were close to the finish line. They just had to keep going. And just before the end they fell. An occasion to trip and to crash is going to wait for you around the bend. That's why people that are faithful today are not always faithful tomorrow. Are you listening? So I'm teaching you something and I spoke to the students in the week and they said what they like about this church is that pastor doesn't just warn you and, and, and rebuke you for your wrongdoing. He also shows you how to get out of it. And that's a good thing. So I'm doing it again this morning. How to jump over the scandalons. Amen. You must first be aware what's going to happen to you. There are going to be great opportunities for you, Morgan, to deviate from the course. There will be opportunities presented to you uh-huh, to deviate from the course. But God's plan for you is not to deviate. It's to stay faithful unto death in such a way that you will get a crown of life when you come to the end of your race. Hallelujah. But the offense is the reason why many people's faithfulness is not unto death. Do you see? You are offended because of something that happens in your, on your journey or something that is going to happen. So get ready for it. It's always good if you get ready for something. Do you know when I'm on an aeroplane... I get so angry when they try to, when the pilot speaks and people are, people are used to traveling on an aeroplane, right? So when the pilot says these things, uh, good morning, we are about to set off from JFK, our destination is, and I always want to hear what is he saying? Because he's trying to tell us what they can foresee. Uh, he say, then he says, there'll be some turbulent weather. You see? But the people are making a noise and making a noise. And you, I almost want to stand up, but because I'm a pastor, I can't. I say, shut up! Let the man speak! This is your captain speaking. We are just about to take you from. The weather will be fine, but we will encounter some storms along the way. You see, when I hear that, then I'm already prepared. Deep plane got skirt, Buddha. This plane is going to shake. And I, I, I travel a lot. I've traveled. 
You know, this year I was in America, I was in, I was in Botswana, I was in uh, Singapore, I was in Ghana, I was all over. I, I don't like flying. I don't like flying because I've got black blood in me and we like to be on the ground. We don't like oceans and we don't like the sky. We groan. Hallelujah. Is it true, my brothers? <laughs> we don't do skydiving. We, no, no, no. We don't do surfing. No. Op je groen. Hakloop. Sokker. Daar zal het jou slaan. So when he warns me, and then the plane starts shaking, you see how the people go, oh, oh, oh. But, man But I knew. Two, two hours into the journey, we're going to start shaking. But it's nothing to, he also said, nothing to be concerned about. It will be over in a few minutes. Hallelujah. But it's good to get the forewarning. Listen here, in the future, there's going to be scandalons in your way. Now when you get to it, don't fall. Only man. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Hallelujah. I'm glad Sonia never fell. She kept going. And there's not many, that's why I can talk about it like this this morning. There's so few that stay to the end. Hmm. You must be aware what is going to happen to you. You will get great opportunities to deviate. Satan is going to put in your way an impediment which will cause you to trip and fall and to abandon your course. Satan has at least sent spies, scouts, whose aim is to cause you to distrust and to desert someone you should have trusted. It's demonic. Satan sends people, ah, Find fault in this man. But you actually have to stay for your benefit. And we can think of many that had to stay for their benefit. But they fell at this hurdle. Because they never heard my message called Scandalon. Satan sends scouts. What makes for him quiet? What makes her angry? What will, what will trip her? What will trip her? What will blow her gasket? You will get opportunities to start accusing endlessly with false accusations and slander. Now, you, now you're excited, isn't it? Look, I'm not lying to you. I've heard people say such nice things about the pastor and the church. Huh? Like... My pastor, good preaching, powerful. The same people can turn. You wonder, how did this happen? Say, this is a false leader. You see, these are the important things of life. Don't come to churches thinking, churches is here for a few minutes, you go home. No, no, no. Get involved in the things of God. And if you're involved, you'll see how Satan plays. Plays with deception and delusion. So the same person you should have trusted, you become an accuser. It's the Pharisees and the priests that accused Jesus. They were supposed to 
16. It's not the gangsters who killed Jesus. It's the priests and the pastors. Satan was working. Even in his close associate, Judas, assistant, into him, turn, betray him for 30 pieces of silver. That opportunity will come to you also. Are you hearing me? There will even be opportunities for you to live with bitterness and cursing. It's coming. It's coming all. There will be opportunities for you to become one of those who are proud and arrogant. Forgive. I want to rebuke one of my pastors. You know what he said to me? He said, nobody has ever spoken to me like this. That's pride and arrogance. And unfortunately, he tripped on that scandal. And he never came right. Yeah. There will be opportunities for you to become a dangerous son. And a dangerous daughter. It's like I coached you from small. You didn't know scriptures when you came here. <laughs> didn't even know about praying and reading your Bible. I coached you. And you were running well. Who then has deceived you? Now you found something in the Bible. You found fault with the, with the, with the ministry. You found fault with the church. Hey, scandal on. Satan is looking for those who are prone to falling and tripping. Pastor, who, who, who is prone to falling? Can I tell you in the natural? Because I do some road running and my wife was a sprinter. Do you know my wife was a 100 meter sprinter? She was fast and beautiful. But people who, trip, people who are prone to trip are overweight people. Now, I'm just talking in the natural. Please, I'm not insulting anybody. I'm not insulting. But if we go to the track now, and you are overweight, and you really try, look. <laughs> I've seen fat people, you know, when you had speed as a young boy, now you're older. Now you, you think you, you have speed, but you are engloved, you are enveloped in a lot of extra weight. So you take the turn. Aye! But then you, you can't make it. And your, your overweightness has become a scandal onto you. An evil trip on the way. And you fall. You must go watch athletics and you will enjoy it. Who else is, is, is prone? People that are too thin. You see, in, in running, you must have a certain muscle. You must have muscles here. You must have... That's why ladies who run the 100 meters, just watch their muscles. And even men. You see, those guys, they shake. But yes, muscle. What's it? Can I know my stocky benches? stocky benches at look. If your if your if your step is not in tune, you, you're gonna see you. Who else is prone to falling? 
I'm warning you this morning with a prophetic warning. Hmm. People who run in such a way that they easily fall. Yeah. There was a runner in, in my, my father used to watch sports a lot. There was a runner called Luopenfall. Luopen, he, he used to run. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Anybody know about Luopenfall? He was a long distance runner, is it right? But he had a very uncommon way of running. It's called Luopenfall. And such people also have a tendency to fall. Was it Pastor Ali or so that ran like this? I think it was Pastor Ali that had that style. People with uncommon styles can easily fall. Some people wear shoes that make them trip. Yeah. They will make cakes come out of 100 meters. Come run with church shoes. Or some people wear dresses that get caught in the ground and make them unstable. That's the clothes you wear. But these have spiritual connotations. I'm speaking in the natural, but I'm referring to the spirit. Some people wear gowns. They come from Delft. Eleven o'clock in the morning, you must drive through Delft. You see them posing with their gowns and their morning slippers. Don't forget. You can't run a race in a gown and in a morning slipper. Is it true? And then people that are old and unstable, they will fall easily. In other words, they have the tendency to trip. And this is what the demons are looking for. What is your tendency to trip? What can we catch you with? What will make you upset quickly? What will offend you? You see, the scouts are sent out. Rick Joyner writes a book, uh, The Sword, uh, The Final Quest, where he talks about how demons are sent to see, to ride on the backs of Christians and see where can we enter. What will really trip this person and make the person leave and fall or backslide from Christ? They're looking for it. They're looking for it. Tendencies to trip. But Paul jumped over all of them. Hallelujah. He said, I finished the race. I finished my course. He didn't crash out of the race. Oh, no. He jumped over every block that the devil put in front of him. And he ran his race to the very end. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, I don't know how much time I have. I just want to give you what will make you trip. Number one, quickly, number one. Let me give you two, two points and I close and I close. Oh, Jesus. Our sister jumped over all these candles. Satan wants to disqualify you from the race. Do you understand? If you also start too fast and the others didn't run, they say, lane number five, disqualify. 
you see. Api Deidre never takes part in running. One day I, I bought her. She works with me, so sometimes when we're out on the road, we do things. Then I went into a shop and I bought myself a running shoe. You know, I know running. So I said, Deidre, let me also get you a good, because the shoes were half price. And I bought her a very expensive running shoe, but it was marked down. I said, start exercising. Because the ministry really needs us to be fit. Up till today, she walks in the shoes. I don't know if she uses it for slippers. Very expensive running shoes. But not for the purpose for which it was bought. She wears it with long dresses. Can you believe it? It's the long dress that will make her trip and fall. But let me tell you the first thing. I'm coming down, so I'm finishing, right? I'm finishing, I'm finishing. What's the first thing that will make you fall and trip? You want to hear? People who have a close relationship with an offender can fall out of the race easily. People who have a close relationship with an offender will fall out of the race easily. What is an offender? An offender is someone who is into various forms of sin and evil. Are all the young people listening to me? An offender is life and practices offend the Holy Spirit. An offender is someone who practices malice and wickedness. And you have a close relationship with such a person, you are easily going to be tripped on your way. You cannot be faithful unto death if you are closely connected to people who practice wickedness and malice. Amen? I've met people who was determined to serve the Lord, to follow God, but when they became friends with offenders, their ministry was completely derailed and destroyed. Your friends and your associations will have an effect on your ability to be faithful and loyal unto death. You're not listening. Your friends and your associates, they will have this thing on you. There was a lady that was really, really excited about coming to church, growing in Christ, but she made friends with the wrong people in this church. And we were all surprised when she decided to, to leave and go to some other place because she had some offense. She wasn't really offended. The friends were offended. And because she's in the company, she hears these bad speaking all the time. Don't ever think, listen, don't ever think you are strong enough that you can be friends with anybody and anybody and you won't trip. You underestimate the power of the devil because he's placed in your path a scandal on. It's an evil trip that is waiting for you. And probably the most uh, obvious one is this first one I'm talking to you about. Friends with evil people. Friends with people that we call uh, offenders. 
So you must be worried if you are happy in the company of an evil person. What is an evil person? An evil person is someone that doesn't want God's work to progress. Besides those that involve with sin and, and all these things, you also get church people that can be evil. They wish the church can break down. They wish the church can crumble or the pastor can go to jail so the ministry can end to show they, that they were right, you see. That's evil. And you are friends with such evil. You're also going to trip. You can record this message, no? The day you trip, you replay it again. I warned you, Moses. I said there's a turbulence coming. You didn't listen, huh? You still want to be friend. I, a simple example, I battle the girls that take boyfriends outside of this church that's not born again. It, it doesn't mean you don't have to marry. You can marry outside this church, but at least it must be a believer. You must be a born again child. Then I say, no, 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 don't take unbelievers. Ah, pastor, I so nice pastor. I, I can't get to come. Scandalon. Friends with evil people. Also be your end. At the moment you're nice, but this is going to make you fall. So when you find yourself happy in the company of an evil person, those wicked ideas will pass on to you like leaven into your life. Yes. 1 Corinthians 5, 8 says, Let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Leaven is yeast, right? You put it into the bread, it makes the bread swell. In other words, it influences the bread. Uh -huh. Now people who have leaven, bad leaven, they influence you badly. Hmm. So look at your linkages, look at your connections, look at your deep friendships, look at your boyfriends and look at your girlfriends. They are people who take you away from your calling and prevent you from being loyal and faithful to the end. Oh, yes. You are a candidate for scandal on. Who's your friends? I'm always concerned that people come to BMI and they don't have friends here. It's, 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 I'm, I'm very worried. You must at least have a few friends here. Not your, just your own family. Some friends. Make some friends here. Not that the people are perfect here. We, we all have mistakes and faults. But at least we're listening to one voice. Huh? We're listening to the shepherd's voice. We are hearing from God through the shepherd's voice. Isn't that wonderful? And in our communities, we have many prophetesses walking around, having their own ministries. And they join us all up on Wednesday morning at the prayer meeting. What do you mean by these sisters in arms or whatever? Dreamer, sisters of visions and dreams. You were a nice girl. You were you were never 
you, you were a nice girl and a boy. You were never involved in uh, sexual immorality. But the person you connected to, they connect you to immorality. They will sin with you or they will cause you to sin. Is it true? Some people won't believe what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm busy closing, so I don't, I don't really. I, 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 I don't preach for you to believe what I'm saying. Then, then I will be a preacher that that's make your ears nice. The Bible says, itching ears. Do you see? Look, if you have friends that are not involved in church work, close friends, it's a scandal on. This is your tight buddy. Your tight buddy? You've never told him about Jesus. You've never told him about going to hell. You've never told him about coming to church. But it's your tight. You are what? Besties? Are you besties with someone who's not interested in God? The day that person dies, you walk into a hellfire. And he will look for you and say, She never told me. He will see you from, 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 from hell. Because they can see down. The rich man said, Go send him to my five brothers there. Tell them to turn. They can see. They will say, It was your thing, somebody, bro, man. I still played nuts. He didn't even force me to church. He didn't invite me. Look now, I must suffer forever. Can't have such friends. You must convince them to come to Christ. And if they don't want to, cut your ties. Cut your ties. Cut your ties. close that's why you must find the right marriage partner I never thought of my wife as a good marriage partner I just thought it's normal it's now lately where the older I am the more I realize I, had, I have a really good wife who never hindered me from the ministry actually she encouraged me I remember once she visited me. Uh, we were not married. We were still dead. But I was teaching in Uppington. Then she came to visit me with a bus one weekend. So I tried to find some people that can at least give a proper plate of food. So we went, but the people were unbelievers. But they were school buddies of mine. So we went and they invited us and we ate. So the men were standing by the bride and we were standing. She was now with the ladies. Then when she came to me, she said, she don't enjoy this company. She said, don't you have Christian friends here that can play gospel music where we can sing some spiritual songs? I don't even know if she remembers she telling me. That. And I was, my, I, my mind told me, this is a real Christian girl. All I want is a Christian girl. And those people had money, they had they drank, and, 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 and they had some, they, they drank their wines. We didn't drink wine and so on. But she said, no, this is not the place for us to be. I said, wow. I thought I'm trying to give you some nice, because my people I moved with, they were with the poor people from Rosedale and those, I let Naksi man. I let it afal, and I afal make you sick man. 
So I wanted to take her to a decent place. But she said, no. Uh, take me rather to the poor where we play. Don Moen. Uh, God is able. Play these songs, you know. I just want to be where you are. Take me to that place. Good partner. There was a girl in my church. She's from the chestnut area. On fire. Tarang. Then she showed me a boyfriend. Mais Bakir. Mais. Anasta Bakir. Alles net. Alle vol van alle woord. Alle woord alleen uit die jemmelheid. Dromen, gezichten. And it's not like us because we are used to having order, order in the house of God. There's a teacher and there's a learner. That's called the disciple. The disciples don't teach the teacher. There are many churches like that. Go opgestaan met de professie, met de oog en met de dingen die. No, 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 nonsense. So I told her, yeah, I is bekeer, maar ik weet die man. Because she was a faithful girl. But I couldn't take her happiness away because she wanted to marry. You know, most women want to marry. Even old women in this church, they are looking for husbands. <laughs> then I gave my blessing and she married and obviously she went with him to his church. I said, here you go. After a Wendy somewhere in Leiden. And I missed her, so she left. But not long, say a few years later, I heard that she divorced. Didn't work. I saw it didn't work. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. And I tried to tell her, I don't think this guy is going to make you happy. A scandal. Tripped her. And it's so bad that she can't come back. She, she, she's finished now. She's divorced. She's children. Uh, the, the, but the life has treated her so bad it's, it's even hard for her to come You know, it's so hard for people to be like the prodigal son And say, Father I have sinned against heaven and against earth Take me back Say scandalon i just give you one more At least I must give two scandalons, okay And then hopefully next week I can give you the others If the Lord doesn't lead me otherwise Just one more Because we have visitors here if there was no visitors, we would have preached for another hour. But because of the visitors, we also want to use common sense. Amen. What other types of people will fall out of the race? People that have unforgiveness in their hearts. People who are prone to unforgiveness can fall out of the race. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 10 2 Corinthians 2 verse 10 Tell your neighbor he's, oh, he's almost finished He's closing now He's closing now Stay focused To whom you forgive anything I forgive you also This is God uh, Are you with me? For if I forgave anything To whom I forgave it For your sakes Forgave I it in the person of Christ Okay let's Use another version, then it's nicer. Yeah. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. Paul is speaking and says, forgive this guy, I also forgive him. Amen. 
And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit. Number 11, verse 11. So that Satan will not outsmart us. For we are familiar with his evil schemes. Yesterday I was, uh, I took my, my team to another, to the church I grew up in. Are you hearing me? For 20 years I was there and I started my own ministry and my ministry is, by the grace of God, it's, it's doing good to a certain way. But the job is not done. Get to the job. But I'm so glad I could go there and have a relationship where I come from. Do you know why? Even though many people said things, I said things, they said things, they said things. Nah, let's forgive one another. And even while I was on my way, somebody came and told me, Hey, do you know what that one guy said about you in the church? I said, It's okay. If I now must trek me up for him, then I'll, then I'll say, no, nobody must go there. That's not the way of Christ. That's not the way of Christ. Ik denk omdat zij niks heet nie. Wat zij so van my praat. Maar is alright. I'm not gonna rick me up for you. And, I'm not, and say I won't bless the people. I bless them. Those who hurt me and those who speak against me. Oh yeah. So even if so you say, somebody left and he was rude and he said bad things. If the person want to come back, will you take him back? Of course I'll take him back. I don't keep grudges against people. I must keep my heart clean, Samantha. Let God judge me. Forgive me my trespasses. As I forgive those who have trespassed against me. So that Satan cannot outsmart you. One sister stopped coming to church and I, and I said, I said, find out why she's not coming. Pastor, walk past her in the road and you didn't greet her. She really? My member? Why would I not greet my member? I don't know if it was the truth. Then other people went to console her, sat with her, and I, and I said, don't go there. That's a snake. I, I sense that's a snake. This influence badly. No, pastor, we will try. I said, don't go there. They didn't listen. All of them have been scandalized. All of them. All of them. You see, the father of the prodigal son, he never left his house and went looking for the boy. Don't forget it. The boy came back. If you come back, I will gladly put my arms out. I don't, I don't have grudges against you. I am single-minded in my mission. I must run my race. And when there's a scandal on in front of me, I jump over. Unforgiveness, I say, 
tikan tu ah tikan tu hey bad friends ah tikan tu i'm running the race boy i'm running my race Till death. One pastor said to me when I just started, You won't be anything great. You're just a teacher and you're a good organizer. You'll maybe have a small church. Some time ago, I found this pastor. He was down and out in the gutters. He lost everything. He lost his wife. He lost his house. And I took money to him. To give him. Because I didn't want to say, Kijk hoe ik nou man. Zij het moest gesê, ga dat die maakie man. No, 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 no. It was just a scandal To trip me from finishing my race. But I dodged it, I dodged it. I dodged it. So when I see him, I feel sorry for what has happened. But I didn't trip over it. I didn't trip over it. Unforgiveness. You can't finish the race with unforgiveness in your heart. There's no way you will reach the end. You will have left your wife a long time. And you would have left your husband a long time. Because if there's ever a place where people hurt one another, it's in the marriage. You can't run till the end. That thing that you said at the altar, till death us do part, it won't work if you can't forgive. You must forgive. You must forgive. And then you will see you will have relationships for many years. You must fight to have these relationships. You must fight for it. I fight for relationships. I don't let people say this and this and this about me. I don't have to hide when I see you in the shop one day. I don't. Because whatever is in your heart, whatever the devil has done to you, he couldn't get me. Because I jumped over the scandal. Maybe you did. Maybe you never jumped over it and it made you trip. But it will not make me trip in the name of Jesus. And there are many other scandalons, and time would, did not allow me this morning to show you the scandalons. But the Lord wants you to make it to the end. Pastor Seth, either you stand by my grave one day or I stand by your grave. But we together to the end. If there's a difference, don't hold the grudge. Let's just keep going. Huddle, huddle it. Huddle over the scandalons. The evil traps that the enemy has for you. Come away from your wrong associations. And if you are hurt, just say, I forgive you as Christ forgave me. Victor Weber said to us as students, we know you've been done wrong. A lecturer from CPUT when we were fighting in the apartheid years. He said, I know you've been done wrong. 
And it's hard to forgive. But you must forgive. For the sake of the cross. For the sake of the cross. Where Jesus forgave you. For all your sins. For all your sins. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. I want to pray for you. You are here today. You heard the word of God. Your life is not right with God. Maybe you wandered far away. Maybe something tripped you when you were running this race. Maybe you once had a heart for God. But now... Something has made you fall. But you want to come back. You want to give your life to God again. And you want to serve Him again. Maybe some evil voices confused you, spoke to you, took you away. But you want to come back. And you want to run this race again. The good news is, if you fall, you can get up again. But you must keep running. You must keep running. If you are here today, say, Pastor, this message really touched me. Please pray for me. I need Jesus. I need something from this message this morning. I need to give God a chance in my life. If that is you, put up your right hand for me like this. I will pray with you. Put up your right hand. I will pray for you. I see. See hands. I see hands. Now, I also want to pray for those that still have something, you know, I could go back to my church uh, that I was in for 20 years because I, I prevented anything from taking away my relationship. I can go back to any pastor that I was involved in over my life. There's nothing that's going to hold me back. I'm running the race to win. I'm running the race to win. Oh, I felt like giving up. I fell around the bend. But I'm still running this race. I'm running to the very end. Be faithful unto death. All of you that put up your hands and all of you that still feel I need to pray for you for anything that has made you trip, come to me. Right here on the blue carpet. Step out of your chair. Come here. Clap for them as they come. Sing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Come, come.
I just started to talk to you. I had seven scandalons, but I could only do two today. It's how the Holy Spirit works. But the two is enough to convince you and to convict you that you must keep running this race. One day we will all die. Desmond, one day our coffins will go down. Will you be able to say, I stayed here and I stayed faithful to where God wanted me to be to the very end? Don't let something trip you. Don't let something trip you. Sometimes God wants you close to someone, but the devil wants to take you away so that you can crash your dreams and your race. Paul said, I finished the race. I've endured the course. I finished the course. I've run my race. Now there's a crown of righteousness waiting for me. Oh, I'm so happy to see all of you. I don't know where you all come from, but you're all new faces. And the angels in heaven are very happy. They're happy that there is new believers coming to join the army of God. Hallelujah. Jackie, is Jackie here? Oh, yeah, to leave. Did your friend come? Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. You won't know what God is doing, huh? God is amazing. God is amazing. Every one of you say this prayer after me. There are two sets of people here. Some who have come for the forgiveness part. Some who's come to be born again. Some are backsliders. But all say this prayer after me. And then thereafter I'll pray another prayer. Amen. Close your eyes. Mean it with your heart what you say. It's very important. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I come to you today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For sending Jesus. For sending Jesus. To die for me. To die for me. On the cross. On the cross. Of Calvary. Of Calvary. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, please forgive me. Please forgive me of all my mistakes. Of all my mistakes. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. Please wash me. Please wash me with your precious blood. With your precious blood. I give you my life. I give you my life. From this day. From this day. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. I want to serve you. I want to serve you. I want you. I want you to be my Lord. To be my Lord and my master. And my master. And I. And I. I will be your child. I will be your child. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross. To give me new life. To give me new life. I receive that life now. I receive that life. In now. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. From today. From today. I am born again. I am born again. And I give you thanks, Lord and Jesus. I give you thanks, Lord Jesus. Amen. And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm gonna ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.